All right, motherfuckers, welcome back to Minna Fandom. Yes, it's the podcast that has sprung up because of the Kirk Minahan show, the show that has never been better apart from today's episode, which was awful. Uh, this is Minna Fandom, your sugar hit of entertainment. Um, now, luckily, Red's been able to clear his schedule this Wednesday night. He's not recording with Justin. So, Red, welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing great. I will. Uh, I have to admit that Justin did reach out to me to be on his Minifandom fandom tonight, and I said no. No, yeah, no, what, no what Joe? What Joe did? He asked. Oh, excuse me on on his uh, on his wrap show, up. on his wrap up show. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, I said no, Justin. I'm doing Minifandom fandom tonight. I cannot do that. But thank you for the invite. Appreciate that. That's what I do here, Menners. I put you mm. first always. Yes. So good. Um, I, I mean, it would be problematic if you were to take a regular spot on the wrap-up show every Wednesday when yeah. we are uh, scheduled to record our show then That's every week. I would think even you can see that there is some issue there. Well, I don't I don't like your tone with the even you. Uh, I was hoping we could start this show with a full-throated apology on your end, so I'm, I'm well, waiting. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting well, and I'm waiting. I mean, mistakes were made on both sides last week. Both sides. I think it's, it's easily a 50-50 issue. You know, in my, in my DMs, they're 60-40 split my way. But, of course, in your DMs, they're probably 60-40 your way because they're DMing you. So I can accept that. You motherfucker. I was I was waiting to come on here. I've been waiting for fucking felt like two weeks now. Yep. I want my apology, okay? As you as you workshop it with everybody else, you prick, as you put it out there on Twitter, like taking a poll, like, should I apologize? Should I not? Come on, somebody tell me I don't have to apologize. Yeah, fucking, I don't have I to want, I have nothing I to apologize. Nothing to apologize for mistakes were made. They weren't yeah. the, the probably on reflection. The biggest mistake I made was not having you on the show the next day to argue about why I was annoyed. That was my big mistake because mm-hmm. I was in a you know I was in a tough spot, having an emotional day, and I just exploded. As I said uh, to Tim and Canton when we spoke off off air on the phone, uh, you know I saw red and then I saw red. Um, so um, I, I blew up and. I should have at least given you the chance to come on the show the next day. We argue, you know, I just would have maybe wouldn't have, you know, gone over the same stuff you'd done again with Justin. So maybe that was probably the, the biggest mistake I made. Okay. Cause again, um, there's no such thing as recycled takes. I've got takes for days. Number one, number two, that's a lazy take by you to ha- to say that. Number two, we had the entire fucking Montante episode to react to, dummy. So we could have done that as well. I don't know what what you were thinking. You lost your fucking mind. Lost it. Do, do you idea. see how though you could have reached out to me before you went on Justin's show with a heads up? Hey, this is going down. Going on to you know. Um, you know, I'll promote Minna Fandom. You're super nice to me. So and the, the issue is not you going on Justin's show. That is not the issue. I'm not one of those people, oh, like Killer Kowalski, oh, he's a fucking traitor. I mean, I don't, I don't care about that. The issue was I just get got caught up in this funk in my head where I was worried about the audience. And as a lot of people have pointed out to me, they don't listen to Justin's shitty show. Maybe 10% of our audience actually listens to that shit show. So I, I actually just overthought the whole situation. Well, also, too, you got to keep in mind, there are people who don't listen to us who are going to listen to Justin's show. Number one, because you and I are not viewed as uh, show friendly. So I'm going on there on a mission of mercy to go in there and promote our show, to bring others into our show. That's all that I'm doing. 
and you just lose your mind. I promoted it from front to back in the middle. I mentioned your name. I'm blowing you on Justin's show and I get not a thank you. I get you freaking out. And then you want to put VD in the spot instead of me using that against me. Like, like what a prick ass move that is. I mean, I will say I put out the tweet looking for subs and within about six seconds, there was a DM from VD offering to come on. So, uh, you got to see that you should have given me a heads up. Hey, this is listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be the bigger man here. I wouldn't say that I'm saying, I should have communicated better with you. So I am going to apologize, Menders. I should have I should have been more forthright with you. I'm sorry about right. that. I accept your apology. And in that same spirit, Red, I'm sorry for beating you last week. I'm very sorry. As I said, even if I come on the next day and yelled at you for 20 minutes, that would have been better than me the next day going on and virtually crying into a microphone Um I mean, you know, Victor, one of our great listeners, you know, really wanted some content and, and I'm always for the fans. So I thought I'll get in there, I'll explain my point of view. Uh, and it would have been one of it's one of those situations, it'd be like when Kirk did his little crybaby thing into the microphone, where maybe it would have been better if I'd not had a microphone in front of me that day. I was just I was waiting for that moment where you were gonna be interviewing somebody from the Sopranos. I thought that was coming up <laughs> next. It was it was the perfect Kirk impression that you've ever had right there. You were just so sad. I was so down in the dumps. Just holy shit. I wanted to fly to Australia, take your shoelaces away from you and just help mm. you out. I hope you're doing okay now. I'm doing a bit better. Um we've got a really caring audience and a lot of people reached out to me and you know, I really appreciate it. I actually genuinely had a really tough week though. It was just one thing after another. And you know, then Red adds to it by just, you know, running off to another show. So that was but it wasn't a big issue. I mean, there was all sorts of things going on last week. But thanks for everyone that reached out. I'm doing a bit better this week. Um yeah, not that uh, today's show helped. But, look, let's get into taking care of business, Please. TCB. Uh, what, what's your summer update? You said you've been working on things when we last spoke. Any news since then? So I'm reaching out to – I'm reaching out in the back channels with Dave Colname. We are looking to – trying to find Mina fans, and, and I think maybe this is probably the best way to do it because so many Mina fans listen to our show. We are searching for a Mina fan business in the Boston area to do a pregame – maybe a meet and greet slash let's get some shows in there to get some technology in there to do this. So we are working the back channels. I'm putting that out here. I'm hoping Dave Cullinan could do the same on his show on the Kirk Minahan show to reach out to the minute fans. Cause I know there's some that are in the area that we can bring some business to. Um, so that is the goal for that Saturday afternoon, maybe around three o'clock ish or so four o'clock ish or so that's where we're looking. So. Fantastic. We need pregame. I'm looking at a post a post show party. There needs to be a it's gotta it's gotta be a big night in Boston. Oh I mean, you know, it's gotta be sunrise type night. We're all together seeing the sun come up the next day. Oh. Um so that's good. That sounds good. I have now put together a mobile mini fandom kit red. So um I can actually record on the road so if we catch up together we can record in person and one one thing i thought that might be fun is to try and document my trip not in a matt carano way where i you know i might talk for half an hour about the seat on the airplane or or something like that i mean (laughs) though if you know i go and meet up with a minifan you know record maybe at the end of the day something um i have a couple of mics a little portable zoom recorder not that hard chris clemmer fuckhead um 
So that that's the plan. I'm hoping to do a few mobile mini fandoms. Are um, there uh, are there a few mini fans you're going to be recording with, like video too? Like, just, I don't know if there's like other mini fans out there you might be hanging out with. Or <laughs> no? uh, those videos won't be released to oh, the general okay. public, right, unfortunately. Fine. Okay, It'll be for my eyes only. Um, right, okay. And hers. I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, speaking. So, um, next bit of taking care of business. This is a message to Stu Finer. Keep Dua Lipa's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep her fucking name out of your mouth. <laughs> Stu Finer, fuckhead. He's coming for your corner. This is your corner, man. These, that's your lady. I couldn't I believe I said, it. keep her name out of your motherfucking mouth. What? How many times do you think I've watched that video of her, like, jigging with the microphone stand, Dua Lipa? That's what I figured. That's why you're off. I figured that's what you're doing this entire time. You're... Yeah, I mean, I've watched it about 100 times. I showed my son that one yesterday because he's a big Dua Lipa fan. I said, what do you think about this? And he just sort of stood there with his jaw, jaw on became, the floor. So Became a man real fast. Mm, right? Absolutely. And um, actually, if you are a Dua Lipa fan, if you go on TikTok, there's a lot of videos of her in, in that same ilk doing very sexy things. Um, mm. And last um, bit of taking care of business is, you know, I'm travelling 16,000 kilometres to see, see a show at the Wilbur and already already Kirk's saying it's going to be disappointing. Um, he's already saying Cullen's Justin won't pull it off. Cull's already saying it's going to be a long day. You're performing at the fucking Wilbur, dickhead. It should be a long day. It should be a great day. I mean, this is something you are going to be able to pin up on your wall for the rest of your life. You've done a show in the same place as Foreplay did a show, and yet you just, oh, it's going to be a long day. I mean, I know that's Kirk's shtick because he's old and that's him, but Cullinan, just suck it up, bitch. Well, well, I mean, they're just trying to manage expectations. You know, you uh, under-promise and over-deliver. That's all we're doing here, manners. You got to play, you got to play, you know, inside joke. You got to be in on the joke here, okay? Mm, so he just... didn't even know the time it starts, though. Was it well, he got, no, that's not fair. He got confused because of the four-play start time. That's totally fine. That could happen to any of us. Mm. You know, you can't, from the cheap seats, you can't just call this out all the time. It's easy to do that. You can't do okay. that. Okay. Yeah, not surprising take from you. Um, I think live events Lisa should be brought into the the team for this show and she could maybe help Dave and Justin with some of this stuff. It's stunning that foreplay has that much. They have an entire team around them and that live events. I could see where Barstool has been wasting a lot of money on their content side of things. They've had very much from Marty Mush and others are just overpaid and don't give you anything. And then they cut those people. Right. And they cut down on the podcast and they shift all those funds over to uh, an entire team to do a foreplay live show. Why would it take that many people to sit around and bullshit about golf? Kirk and Riggs and Cullinane were able to do that today without a team. Like, Mm. and they did it a much better job of doing it on their show than they did on foreplay. So I don't, what's the fucking point in that matter? How much money are they wasting on that shit? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous, and and I don't think many people went to the show. Unfortunately, I think Quantum, I think Quantum Week got more to their live show in the middle of winter during the week. So that's that's a tough spot for foreplay. Um, But as a lot of people point out, it was Monday night, and the Celtics were playing. I know you were fucking glued to the Celtics getting smashed by the Warriors. Who who the hell would want to go out on a Monday night to go to see foreplay live? I mean, God, I would have only gone to see um, well, Kirk, obviously. The fact that Kirk was there is a huge save for them. But Jesus, man, that 
I tried to. I just flipped right to where Kirk was on that show. I was oh, not going to listen to yeah. anything else. The only problem with doing that is I didn't know who the voices were because I hadn't had the show beforehand to try and. So I actually have no idea who was saying what. I think I knew who Kisner was, and I think I recognized Riggs, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lurch was who I thought Kisner was or any of that stuff. Um, all right, let's get into the show stuff that was taking care of business. Uh, tribute to the New Hampshire cast. Still hoping to see Ethan and Chris uh, in July. If you're listening, Chris, good luck I don't next think, week. Uh, we, we can talk about Clemmer at any point, but I don't think Clemmer's going to want to do have anything to do with you or anything else KMS related because that dude has not tweeted about KMS since he left. That dude wants nothing to do with KMS. You and, think so? You think well, so? When was the last time he tweeted about it, Manners? This is me. As a Clemmer fan, I'm very disappointed that our guy Clemmer has completely separated himself. I understand he's not allowed to do the show anymore, but he doesn't even tweet about the show. Doesn't even listen to the show. I mean, this of is course he listens to the show and he listens to the show. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think if he was like tweeting too much about the show at the moment, it would seem a bit sort of hand wavy and sad. Um, he's got to go and do his thing now. He's he's you know he's he's treading a new path, and I uh, wish him all the best. Where but why would they- he not like me? Why would he not like me? What if I? Well, done? I mean, it just—it just seems like he separated himself from everything KMS, and you are an extension of KMS in a way. So True. I just feel yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, giving you props there. Yes, indeed. He—he um, he was very lovely. He did reach out to me after the last show and just asked how I was doing. Um, He's a very nice guy about that. He's very good about that. Yeah, terrific guy. Show stuff. So, how are you going? Because. You know, big day. I you know, big day. I wake up at seven a.m. this morning, and the show's just released. So perfect for me. Normally, I've got mm-hmm. the show already out, and people have tweeted about it. And I see Fire Cullinane trending on Twitter in America. It's one of the the most. You know, I'm walking in the park here, and people are saying, "Who's this Fire Cullinane?" This is in Sydney, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what happened? Obviously, I know what happened. I didn't post the show because I was up at four or five this morning. Uh, how are you going, though, Red? Because, I mean, it's a big day for you. He, you I, your man's getting eviscerated. Well, listen, uh, Colonnade's handling it very well. Uh, he's, you know, you can't, you can't mess with him. He's, you know, he's cool as a cucumber. He's handling it as well as he can. I'm more emotional than he is. I've, I've been very distraught in my dms people have been very kind to me online i appreciate that very much uh the fire culinane stuff to me is laughable i mean what what has the man done to deserve this honestly he saved us from this episode that was just an abortion of a show so yes we'll get there (laughs) it was so bad anyway so what are we gonna do it's two and a half hours of rigs talking about golf who gives a fuck so for me I just love that Dave Cullinane's in on the joke. He's playing along with it. That was great. And you know, Kirk spelled his last name correctly. So there you go. And I will say, like, if I'm sort of taking Dave's side here, oh, you're putting the pieces together. Please. So they start recording 9.30. I think that's the the, the um, tee-off time with Riggs. And they go for two and a half hours. So they finish just before 12-ish. And they had to be at Milton's for 12.30. Now, I don't know the driving distance from Watertown to Milton's, but I can imagine anywhere you drive in Boston, you've got to allow at least 20, 30 minutes. So he's got to allow that. So there wasn't really time for Cullinane to export the show from his Roadcaster Pro, add the shitty ending, and then upload it and release it. So he had to go to Milton's. Then I don't know if they had lunch afterwards or something. Making a great Chat point. with Bill. And they mm-hmm. come, you know, he's got to drive back and it's already school pickup time. So there's mm-hmm. traffic. He gets back. 
and then he's got to export it from the Rodecaster Pro, uh, put the ending on, upload it to the Barstool system, which I'm sure, judging by everything else, Barstool does is slower than most other podcast systems. So I can see how it could actually get to five. You're making a great point here, Menners. I'm with you 100%. This is not a Dave Cullinane fault. I mean, Milton's is their longest advertiser. They've been most loyal to Kirk. Mm. Milton's been Kirk forever. So you can't be late for a lunch. You can't be late to Milton's and then be late to lunch. You can't have that. Bill's nope. an important guy. He's opening new stores everywhere. So you've got to be you got to be loyal to them first and foremost. And the listeners will get it later on. That just is what it is. If Riggs would shut the fuck up for maybe 20 minutes of talking golf, they could post it and then be on their way. So it is what it is. This is not a Cullinane yeah. fault. I blame Riggs 100%. Hashtag save Cullinane. Mm, that's, that's a great hashtag. I think we can get that trending. Definitely. Well, let's let's get on to Riggs. I mean, I, I'm going to say it now. That that was the most boring episode in KMS history, no doubt, in everything, everything, interviews. That was by far the most boring episode. Riggs is by far the worst in-studio guest in the history of the show. I mean, he makes Montante look like a fucking star. He makes Clemmer, you know, seem like the funniest, most interesting person in the world. I mean, Riggs, you fucking boring piece of shit. I mean, what are you fucking doing? You get a chance to go with Kirk Minahan's studio and you bring nothing. Your two things is like, oh, who's Carano? And he asked, oh, Cullinane's gymnastic takes. That's it. You fucking moron. I mean, <laughs> you, you honestly, I was so disappointed. I listened to I won't listen to it again because it's going to fucking kill me. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, Paul Kirk having to sit there and pretend that he was interested. Uh, fucking awful. So disappointing. Two, two and a half hours. Two and a fucking half hours of rigs is brutal. Montante was a stud compared to this episode. This was fucking awful. Couldn't agree more. It just went on forever, and it just kept going. Riggs kept going through his golf takes. The dude is worse than Carabas. All he talks about is golf. He's got nothing else. Low energy. Low energy. He knows very little. His ball busting is suspect, too. I mean, he for being an Ivy Leaguer, Harvard, he is a fucking idiot. Riggs was the worst. I would take... Anyone, Clemmer, Montante, any Minifan is better than a rig show. 100%. I was expecting something like Whitney come in, fucking fired up. You've got some right. takes, go at people. He comes in like a wet fish. He's just fuck dead fish. Sorry, wet blanket, dead fish. We there got there go. in the end. Yeah. Um, he just so so fucking awful. I mean, I was listening to it. And I don't mind golf. Like I, but. I was like, okay, enough now. And then I reckon actually there's one point about half an hour before the show ends where Kirk says to Riggs, uh, so you got to go now. And I actually think that was a, a sort of Kirk sort of opening the door. Okay, maybe you can fuck off now and I'll, I'll just finish the show with Justin and Cullinane who compared to Riggs have got a sense of humour and are more interesting. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, fantastic. Like, like Cullinane, Cullinane and Justin are so much better with Kirk. When Riggs is there, it's like Riggs can't play off either one of them very well either. Like his chirps against Dave are like half of what Whitney can do. So he can't even do that. It's, I don't know how he got his job at Barstool, honestly. He is the luckiest man in the world. All he does is golf all day. He's just an empty head, a total drip. I mean, what the fuck? Give me give me Fitz. Give me Fitz. Menafan Fitz. Give me that guy. Like, he would crush it in that chair over Riggs. 
Get Riggs the fuck out of there. Never come back. Never again. Absolutely no. never again. Yeah. Kirk can go on foreplay, talk golf whenever he wants. Yeah. Uh, that's a, my that's my directive, Kirk, if you're listening. You just take it from your silent executive producer. And, and the thing is, like, I mean, he was just nothing, like nothing. And Kirk was trying to get stuff out of him. There was there was no layers, no drama. He wouldn't really talk about Barstool stuff. Just yeah, that's the other thing. He just avoids barstool drama. He just avoids it. Like he doesn't get himself involved. It's like, well, that's what the interesting shit is, you dummy. Like, give us something. Talk about something. He's usually pretty good about shitting on Portnoy. He didn't even do a good job of doing that. He gave us fucking nothing. Nothing. Yep. So terrible show. Very disappointed. And how how easy has Greg Poehler got it? Greg Poehler has the easiest landing spot now in the history of the show because he's going in after the worst guest ever. I mean, when I say DEC was better than Riggs, DEC was better than Riggs. That's how bad Riggs was. And, and is, DC was awful. Was awful. DC didn't DC didn't speak for the first 35 minutes. And it would have been better if Riggs had done the same thing. So Greg Poehler going in tomorrow. Fantastic. And I was a bit I, I was a bit I don't know if you heard Mike Mike Geary asking, oh, was I did you swap me or did um but I actually think Mike would be much better with Greg Poehler. Like, I think that's a really much better combination. And I would think if you're Mike Geary that does a comedy podcast and Greg's a comedy writer, you would want to be in studio with him. Yeah, but I think I think Mike was, like, questioning, like, what's going on there, right? So maybe Mike just was, like, Mike always paranoid. seems very nervous when he's talking. Yeah, talking to Kirk. Uh, he's very paranoid. I think I couldn't agree more. I think Mike and Greg are going to work great together. I think that's going to be an amazing show, especially following Riggs. Um, and Greg actually. Well, let's really, hope so. Greg gets the show. He clearly does. I mean, if this man is writing a sitcom that has. In Swedish, you know, too, nonetheless. Yeah, the Kirk Minahan show characters involved in it, just the names of it. It's it, That guy seems like a fascinating guy on Twitter, too. So I can't wait for this episode. So glad Riggs is behind. This will be the. The Riggs episode will be the episode I don't listen to again, which is rare. I mean, mm. every other one I listen to at least twice. This one I am not going back to. This, it's been a long time since I've had this, something like this before with Kirk and Ancho. It's bad. Mm. Oh, it's a shocker. Um, so good luck, Greg Poehler. I'm sure he's a big Mena fan as well. Uh, Kirk uh, did uh, – what else did Kirk say today? Oh, he said something about the Wilbur. He's worried about all the drunk Mena fans. He was like, oh, they're all going to be drunk because it's Saturday night in Boston. I mean, you've been to many more live events than I have. Everyone will be smashed, won't they? Every, everyone always is. I mean, there was there was the four twenty guys would be fucking so weeded up. Oh my gosh, there was the second second Saco, Saco show of that weekend. That first one was uh, everybody was high off their ass. You could just see smoke clouds everywhere, like. That's what everybody does at every Minifan show, like at, at every KMS show. This is what mm. happens. So I don't uh, – Kirk's just got to accept that. But I don't think it's going to be anything more. I don't think they're going to be any more drunk or high than they would at any of the other shows. And at least they're going to be far enough from the stage. You know what I can't fucking stand are those guys who sit like at the, uh, the veteran show that they had there out in Western Mass and uh, at Madawaska too. All the people who are just so close to the mic, they won't shut the fuck up. Mm. The show talkers – 
I think Kevin from Bristol's been doing that too. There's a couple of guys in there. I think the drummer for Kevin from Bristol's band, whatever, whatever that that dude, Colby and the Rambos. Yeah, that dude won't shut the fuck up when the show is on. Shut the fuck up. Now at the Wilbur show, you won't be able to hear them. They'll be too far yeah. away, so that'll be fine. Yeah, I- I'm only going to talk at the Wilbur shows when I'm on stage. That's my plan. Uh, of course, you're good like that. And I won't get particular. Well, I won't be drinking, and I won't get particularly high beforehand because if I get up on stage, I'll I'll need to have my wits about me to keep up mm-hmm. with Kirk Minahan. Yeah, yeah you got to be ready to go. You'll be ready. I mean, it sounds like they're going to have so many holes in the fucking production. They're going to need menners at some point. Hey, are, this guy's come sixteen thousand kilometers to see the show. Are you are you excited about your v, VIP experience where you're just getting that fist bump as Dave Colonnade shoos you away from Kirk? How good is that going to be? I can't. Wait I'm not going to do that. Like I'm no. not going to. I'm not going to pretend like, uh, hey, Kirk, here's 15 seconds with you. No way. I mean, no, you're gonna be, get... if that's the extent to which my interaction with Kirk is while I'm over there, I'd rather not have any. Um, so you're going to fight for like 20 seconds. What are you going to do? What are you going to get in there for? How many seconds are you going to get with him? Well, I'm I'm hoping that you you know there'll be more than just meeting him for 20 seconds before a show. You know, I'm okay. either in studio or I'm on stage or we're catching up for a coffee and shooting the shit about what it's like being a podcaster and all that kind of stuff. I could see uh, little little Jack, little intern Jack, taking the picture and Justin chewing you out of there as like just like kind of offensive lineman just blocking you out of the way. I can see Justin that. is not on my fucking level to shoo me anywhere. Justin is <laughs> Justin's a big dude. Justin, I know I've seen other photos. You, Justin could push you around, man. Just be careful. Man. I don't think he could push me. I think he could just like pick me up with one finger and like <laughs> flick me somewhere. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you mentioned before about the Montante episode. Kirk gave mm. him, I think, a B for his in studio performance. What do you give Miguel Montante? Um, so the performance overall, I'm going to give him a B plus, uh, I'm going to factor in a couple of things. My only disappointment with him was he was not weird enough. He was not strange enough. Although I think he did say that Bill Gates basically planned and encouraged and plotted and benefited from the pandemic, which was wild that he said that Bill Gates put that all together, which is that's perfect, Montata. That's crazy. I'm looking for. But he was just so nervous. You could hear it as he's gulping the water down and too nervous to touch the microphone. Um, so I'm going to give him – I'm going to – I'm very kind. I was actually very happy with Montante. He's not probably not going to hear that because he's very sensitive. He only hears the negative. But I was actually very, very pleased with our boy, Montante. What did you give him? Oh, I give him a – I mean – he was exactly as I expected. He was exactly as I expected. So I mean, I'll give him a, a C plus or a you know B minus. Like he, he did. He was again. He, he didn't come in with a lot. I felt he was a, a bit flat. He, like he didn't have anything to go at Kirk with or to to challenge Kirk. And not that I want people to fight with Kirk, but I just want someone to add to the show. Like you can you can do more than just react to what's thrown at you. But but I did. I do. I'm going to say this because I, it's hard for me to say it, but Montante is a good conversationalist. And if you oh. listen to his podcast, when it's him and a decent guest and they're talking about KMS, just in those like few minutes before he gets into the madness, as you say about Bill Gates running the world or his, you know, moronic anti-vax takes or his, his talk, you know, his, his thoughts about why black people get a better deal in the justice system. You know, you don't want to get into those topics, but 
If if you just stick to KMS and they're talking, he's a good conversationist. I can imagine he's the sort of guy you could have a beer with and it'd be fun, you know. Yeah. But so I thought he was fine in studio. He sort of, you know, he made a lot of excuses on his show and he was on with Ned and LK, uh, Ned and Adam. He, he was saying, oh, you know, he had a bit of a cold and he was a bit hungover and he, he left at 7 a.m. for a, you know, got there like three hours before the show started. So he, he, he trotted out the excuses as to why maybe it wasn't his best performance. But overall, I mean, you only have to compare him to that shithead Riggs today. And, um, you know, I'd take Montante over Riggs any day. Absolutely. I just don't know. I don't know what he's so intimidated about seeing Kirk walk down that hallway with those ridiculous pants on. Like, what? what is he what is he so nervous about sitting in studio with Kirk? Like, you see those pants walk in. I would instantly laugh and just kind of like relax in there. He's just mm. gulping down the water. And so hopefully he gets another opportunity because I think he'd actually be much better the second time. Uh, you know, those nerves go away. And I know, I remember listening to Mike and others the first time they were in there, very nervous. MHB, holy shit, was he nervous. Mm. So I think overall Montante did very well. I'd give him close to an A, honestly, for, for how he pulled it off. And he didn't call – he wasn't a racist in the show too. Nope. So that's A for that too. I wonder – how nervous I'll be in that situation. And I wonder what I'll do when Kirk work walks in the room. Like my instinct will be to annoy him. So start talking, but then I sort of know like, okay, he likes everything to be on the show. So at least wait until he says, are we good Dave? And then I start talking. So it's being recorded. I'm sort of not sure. I don't know how well you're going to do sitting there, not talking. Like, I feel like you're just going to, you're merging traffic with Kirk Menahan is going to be interesting with you because you're going to be so fired up, Menace. You're going to be ready to go. Oh, I mean, pumped. you're a pro. Yeah, you're a pro. I know you can handle it, but I think you're going to be on the opposite side. Your your nerves are going to be just energy, and you're just going to be pumping, pumping the whole time through there. It's mm. going to be a little too much for him maybe. We'll see. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah. And Kirk did put my claims to Montante that I thought he was racist, and I guess maybe that's a saying he's racist is a trifle strong, but, okay. you know, when Montante's had a few beers, he can say things about the black community that I think are unfortunate. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, you know, I think I got to say this manager. You're, you're one of the great apologists of all time. Like I can, I can hear this in your word. Like you're, you are always so nice. And I could tell you're already backing down a little bit. Your apologies are great. You've given me one great one there. I can feel this coming on with Montante. You're in a great apologist. I can feel I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not apologizing oh, not for anything. Oh, I'm just okay. qualifying. Right. You know, yeah. I've gone, I, I've gone back and listened to the comments yeah. over and over of him about the black mm. community and the justice system. And huh. as some people who listen to the show have pointed out, that is very much a right wing thing to pull out. That's a, so it doesn't necessarily mean you're racist. It means you're a moron. And we know Montante's a moron. So I guess that kind of this fits the brand. Yeah. This yep. is true. Yeah. You're not wrong there. Um, I got some criticism for Kirk here, and oh, no. uh, I'm I'm bringing this up with some trepidation because I'm heading to the northeast. You're almost there, buddy. So, you're you're so, almost here. Oh so, boy! Yeah. But, but I thought his little rant about Sage Steele, the reporter that got hit in the face with a golf ball oh, and no. lost some teeth, was in poor taste. It was complete horseshit from Kirk to bring, to bring that up. I don't know why he felt this need to attack this woman who's lost teeth to a golf ball when she's at work. And 
he just went so far with it. You know, it just I don't understand. There's never any women on the show. He's gone at Sage Steel. It's just, you know, a lot of fucking testosterone flying around that studio. Menners, Menners. She made it sound like it was a near-death experience. She- I've been hit by a golf ball. It's fucking harrowing. Okay, okay, all right, okay. But come on, man. Like, I've been hit with plenty of balls. Plenty of balls have mm. hit me in the face. Calinines, calinines. Yeah, I've been hit with plenty of balls. I haven't I haven't all of a sudden made it sound like I was going to die. She made it sound like she was a 9-11 survivor is what she made it sound like. She she had no fun with this thing at all. There was zero fun. Yeah, it was fucking awful. She was <laughs> way off the fairway, way off the fairway. So she wouldn't have even been expecting a ball coming towards her. Hit her. She loses, like, fucking front teeth, which as – who was on the show with um, Kirk when he was saying this? said, oh, you know, if you've lost front teeth, you know it fucking hurts. So – like she was in enormous pain for days. Dental surgery. Have you ever had dental surgery, Red? I'm sure you can you afford that? <laughs> I, I have. Thank you. Yes, I can afford that. Thank you. I have had that. I didn't then make it sound like I was, you know, overcoming the greatest obstacles of all time. I don't know. It just sounded like somebody who she seems like a very nice person. She's very lovely. She's spectacular, as Jerry Callahan would say. Um, but it sounded like somebody who has really not gone through a lot of struggles in her life. She made this sound like this was the biggest hardship she's ever gone through. And to that, I would probably say, was. Congratulations that this was the worst thing you've ever gone through. Is all I'm saying. That's <sighs> fair enough. I mean, I just uh, yeah. And by now, if if I'm um, Dave Cullinane, my mission now is to get a female in studio with Kirk just because he will make Kirk uncomfortable. Clearly he's got some, like he doesn't, you know, I don't know if it's because he grew up with just boys as his siblings or something. I mean, he's a married man, so it's not like he's, yeah. So I don't understand what, why he doesn't ever have a female in the studio. Like there are females that you can bust balls with. Yeah. But who, who, who would be the female that you well, could? It's like Cullinane's the- job. Right. But Trenny, like, so when Trenny was coming through, Trenny needed to get in there. She needed to see if she could find something, extend her career, maybe give her some different outlets, give her some different options. Who, who is that female that's going to come into a barstool sports podcast and want to do that? Who's a professional, right? Are we talking about a Minifan who would want to do it? The Minifan would that would be easy to find. There's plenty I'd love of love to see ladies in there. Absolutely, absolutely. On camera as well. Oh yeah. Okay, Ooh, take it easy. Smoking. Okay. Yeah, take it easy. So but there must be up-and-coming, up and you know, uh, people in the content game in Boston. I mean, it's fucking Boston. There's millions of people. You're telling me there's not some talented women that want to try their wares with Kirk Minahan? I would say no, okay? I would say no. You know how I know that? Because I've seen Meg O, who's a total fucking Maybe. drip on EI. Uh, Courtney Fallon is awful. She's awful. She's uh, Lucy Burge seems like a very nice person. She's Ooh. awful. I go down the list of women who probably you've listed three. I'm saying go out. Yeah, Cullinane's got to open the network anyway. Who? I'm, I'm uh, gonna be the owl over here. Who? Right. who? Well, I don't know. I don't live in Boston. Okay. Um, right. bounce back week for Linda Marks. Great <laughs> song last week. Great song. Was it this week or last week? This week. This week. And Mike and Kirk reacting with Dave also, Cully in the, the the studio, bringing that all back. That was a great callback. Anytime they're listening to Linda Marks and then stopping and starting, you know, multiple, multiple times and riffing off of that is great. 
fantastic. That was a joy to have. I would love to see her at the Wilbur. That would be no, great. no, awful that'd be a idea. great callback. Awful oh. idea. No, that, that would be awful. Wonderful. How can you defend Carl's idea? I mean, a shocking idea. We've already Nostalgia. seen. We've already know Linda's not in on the joke, so she'll try and take over that fucking show. No, so, but then no, Kirk would Kirk would get frustrated and he would react no, to that, and that would no, be great content. No, no, oh, no, no. she's on. not in on the joke. That was a terrible idea by Cullinane. What um, if they had her come in and sing a song that was like a diss track to Kirk? Like as in her sing-songy way that she does. And she was like cursing and, you know, really go, you know, working blue on that. How good would that Well, then be? she's in on the joke. That's different. Well, she could. There's still time. Linda can okay. do that. I'm sorry. You're, you're asking for women to be in studio. I'm giving you a woman you could put on, you know, at the Wilbur. There you go. Yeah, well, there we Give go. We're getting there. there um, go. And you got any, any, any show takes you want to throw at us? Um, my biggest one was was the Clemmer thing. I feel like uh, I'm a little, I'm very disappointed in Clemmer for not reacting to the show. Um, my biggest thing with Clemmer is he's going to have to come through with his diaper on. I don't think he's going to make it. He's probably going to make it two days. I give him, I give him Tuesday, and he's out. What day? What day say you? Come on. Well, it's next week, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I tried to find this very minimal details about what's happening. And then they had like Barstool Yak put out a picture with the contestants and Clemmer wasn't there. So I was worried, has he been like bounced already? Is, is, is Boston big cat just gone? Well, you're not on KMS. You're not on idol. I don't know. Um, but I, I, so I don't know how many days, but there's no way Clemmer will go very far because yeah, he's just, it's not, it's just not going to work out for him. Second day. I'm calling second day. That was my number one. Number two, I don't know if you saw over the weekend the Freddie Couples tweet that Kirk then quote tweeted and uh, said he was very proud of Freddie Couples. I don't know where you came out on that as far as – did you see that reaction on Twitter, first of all? Yeah, I did where people were like um, making fun of Kirk for sucking Freddie off. Yeah. Now, were you in on, did you feel like you were in on the joke? I felt like we were all in the, this is where I'm going with this. I felt like we were all in on the joke. So I don't know what Kirk was saying. The to the people who were not in on the joke, Kirk was definitely playing that up, but then mm. people were also making fun of Kirk's tweet to be in on the joke. I don't know what Kirk was saying in the episode earlier this week, because it felt like everyone was in on the joke. So it sounded like Kirk was getting a little sensitive there. Maybe Kirk wasn't in on the joke at this point. Maybe, maybe the joke was so deep that maybe Kirk wasn't in on the joke. <laughs> I, I worry about that. Cause I thought that was the funniest shit ever seeing Kirk do that. And then everybody react to that. So that's where I, when he's, when he went off on that and then who, who's the YouTube show that's shitting on Kirk now? Who's not happy with the show manners? What's going on here? Um, well, the, the, a new show started on the network, and we'll get to the Minifan world. Oh, it's called shooting. No, no, but it's called shooting the sugar, and it's hosted by um, Visionless Dave, who's blocked me oh. on all platforms. He well, was the guy very upset. He was from- very upset. Yeah, yeah, and we would have been good. Um, he certainly hadn't said everything to Justin the day before, um, <laughs> but he was really upset. So what happened was I'd arranged to do it, and then oh. I had a sleepless night, literally no sleep, and oh. I, I wouldn't have been able to listen to the Montante show before I'd arranged to record with Dave. So I, I messaged him and said, look, let's just spin it. Let's just cancel this one. And he lost his shit. And then when I released my little mini pod, he was like, oh, you could have told me. And I'm like, well, it's my show. Like 
you know, it was totally different. I was just fucking, you know, basically pouring my soul out. As I said to him, have a fucking heart, VD. Uh, And then I realised he's doing a show now where he's going to do a miniseries with sneakers. Oh, wow. I'm surprised to hear that. I didn't see that coming. I couldn't have predicted that. Wow. Well, I listen, I'm glad you didn't do the show with him. I'm glad you uh, didn't hold that over my head or treat me like some kind of asshole. I'm appreciative uh, appreciative of being in this seat now. Uh, that's too bad. I hate to hear that. I, I like the fact that I listen to KMS. I listen to all the shows and I participate on this show. I'm not somebody who's trying to look for clout, look for views, try to gain any kind of traction, has some forced contrarian takes and not even listen to the show is all that I'm saying. So thank you and apology accepted for trying <laughs> to hold it over my head. Thank you. Um, are you a fried dough guy? Um, I'm not a big fried dough guy. If I was going to go to the fair or go to one of those things where they had the fried dough, I usually go with the French fries. I'm not a big fried mm. dough guy. The fried dough, as you know, the powdered sugar, it gets all over the place. It's a mess. So is the fried dough like a donut, but is that basically what, yeah. what, what you it's like do? A big, it's like a big flat Basically, it would be a flat donut, right? You got the okay. dough there. They put the powdered sugar on there. Yep. It's be like the funnel cakes down south. Yeah, it's a big mess. It's a big mm, to do. Yeah. I can't do it. It gets all I, over my beard. I can't have that. I imagine the calories are through the roof with something like that as well. Yeah, you're like you're better off getting something with some protein. I feel like you know what I mean. Get yourself uh, some chicken fingers or something. Mm, yeah. Just they brought it up on the show, and I just wondered um, if yeah. you're a fried digger. I, I'm. I love Dunkin' Donuts, which I've said on the show before. Um, fried dough, it now that I've, it, it just feels like it's like a bit of like a brick hitting your stomach. That's what it feels like. Agreed. And then shitting it out feels like a brick as well. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. You can't have it. Plus, most of the times when you're gonna, most of the time when you're gonna have it, it's usually at a hot setting. It's warm out there. Who wants all that? No, mm. no, no. Um, Anything from 2013 you want to react to? Any music or anything from 10 years ago you want to discuss? Uh, Listen, that was a good – I mean, we got to admit, in that show, Kirk was really batting away all the topics. You could feel it. Kirk was a little edgy. He's mad at Cully because he can't – he allegedly can't book guests, um, even though the previous episode we had just had some guests on there. So you could feel Kirk's intensity and energy, and he was just – I think he was a little mad at Cully because Cully was enjoying that Fred Couples tweet a little bit too much too. I, I think I think that was a great suggestion by by Dave Colony. You know, like let's 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 play this and see what happens. You know, who knows? That's what I think. Yeah. So yeah. don't you no sell that shit? No, that was no, a good no, no, it was fine. I, like I I I was just like I hadn't actually. I think it's bizarre that someone wrote like eighty songs about Boston sports media. Um, <laughs> and I'd never weird. seen it, so uh, like it wasn't the the worst thing for Carl to bring up. But I can see if you're Kirk, you're like, well, okay, this is from ten years ago, like ten years ago. But I'll tell you this: that would be a great guy for the Thursday Ooh, chat. Yes, that's a crazy. Or even person. to open the Wilbur, maybe he could write a song to open the Wilbur. Kirk Minahan, <laughs> he's the man. Yeah, yeah Minahan's the man. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck. All right, now. I want your best full-throated defense about Dave Cullinane's inability to book guests. Well, listen, it, this is if you go on Google.com and you search Barstool, 
you're going to see a lot of things. If you Google Kirk Minahan, you're going to see a lot of things. Unless you're somebody who is really having something to pitch, like a book that you need to sell, or an album, or a special, or something, or you're you know, you're got a show at the Wilbur, unless you have those things, you're not going to go on the show. It's just not going to happen. And who knows who could be reaching out to you in the back channels too. I, I, I don't put it past any crazy person to also do that who hates the show. So what's the upside to doing the Kirk Manhattan show? That's number one. Number two, the guest shows where Kirk's interviewing them is not as good as a regular Kirk Manhattan show. It's just not. It can't be. So, you know, I think Dave Collin is doing a great job. I think he's got a great tactic. He knows what he's doing. He's booked plenty of guests in the past. He's just striking out right now. It's a little bit of cold streak. We've all been there. Come on, mm. Manners. I, I just wonder if the way – and they actually went through it in this horrible Riggs episode. I just wonder if the way Cullinane approaches these people is off. Like he says, I go very casual. But I actually think, okay, so that hasn't worked for the last year. Probably you need to change it up, like actually have a like a media – kit or something um which is pretty much standard practice in podcasting you have you know uh, like a, a page of why you should go on the show and put that in front of the right people I, I just can't imagine people not wanting to go on like some of them like obviously if you ask 10 guests you know one should say yes this is true but i think i think that really comes back to the guests that they're asking and the ones that they're asking are very interesting and would be very good on the show. It's a great instinct by Kirk to have them on there, but they're not actually selling anything. They're not actually, they don't need to promote anything. Mm, so why true. would they, why, what's, what's the upside to them doing the podcast? They're not going to make any extra money off of it. Um, it's true. I mean, I get most of my guests cricket wise, like when they've got a book out, it's a free hit. Like you always get them. Right. So to me, what's the upside? Yeah, and, so I and, guess maybe Cullinane should be looking at what who's writing books and inviting more people on. Right, and I think I think he's going to start coming up with – he's got to be maybe uh, more proactive in finding people that are out there who are available and then pitching it to Kirk that way. Maybe that's a way to get some interesting mm. guests. But you made a great Kirk's point. Does it matter? Does it matter? I mean, Montante no. is going to be a better guest than Alan Shipnuck or any of those right. idiots. I mean, that's – episode i listened to with the two interviews last friday i like the way they had to release an episode straight after montante one just in case you know you needed to pick me up afterwards it didn't sure. work though so it was ship <laughs> and what was the other one he was talking about a director or okay i'm gonna be honest i didn't be honest i didn't listen very intently on that one because let me it, find it it's not as good and even listen like we talked about with Riggs. Riggs isn't a typical guest because he's supposed to be a minifan and he's still not as interesting. So to me, I think the regular show with somebody who's interesting is better than just an interview. Yeah. And then, like, they had that guy, and that was the guy that was talking about the Deer Hunter movie. I mean, Jesus. Uh, I mean, I don't mind Kirk doing them because you don't have to listen. Like, it's an extra episode. Yeah. And Kirk is a brilliant interviewer. Like, he, Absolutely. like, the Shipnuck stuff was interesting. Um, right. And, and what a great um, bit of, um, coincidence that Chipnuck got kicked out of that press conference the next day um, and my man Greg Norman, um, did you see that little uh, thing that. where Shipnuck messaged him, oh, I want to let you know what happened, oh thanks for letting me know and then the picture of Norman watching the whole thing. Norman just staring daggers at him, holy shit man, he looked pissed, that was mm. crazy. 
Um, his, his stocks in Australia have taken a big dive uh, uh, since this whole live golf thing. But don't worry, Minna Phantom listeners, we won't subject you to more live more golf, golf talk. talk. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, at the end of the day, Kirk's a great interviewer. I think it is interesting. I'm glad that they do it because you can choose to listen to it or not do it. But for me, it's just never going to be as good as the Kirk Minahan show, the regular show. It just can't be. Um, even when Kirk was doing enough about me, some of those best episodes are when he just got people from EEI on and they talked about controversial stuff. I remember yeah, we did one enough stuff. about me where it was <laughs> Mutt and Bradford had been having a big fight and oh, Kirk got them in and they did a great sort of three-way um, yep. trying to air that stuff out. Yeah, and Kirk did a great job of playing the in-between. Uh, he did that with uh, Ken Laird and Chris Curtis, too. He'd get them on there with Jerry. Like, all the inside stuff is the best stuff, and that's really what the show is. Mm-hmm. And that's I what everybody Brad loves. Fun. And what Kirk's right about that is everybody loves that. Even when they say they hate it, they fucking love it. Gossip. That's the best People thing love going. gossip. Absolutely. Love gossip. Love Brad Fur. He's a great guy. Yeah. So um, to, to close that out, I, I think Dave Cullinane's doing a great job of not getting guests. I think he's doing keep it up, Dave. Please. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, actually, I, you've you've switched me on this one. Actually, this. like I'm willing to concede Dave can't get Ooh. guests, but actually he should just give up now and just work on getting better in studio regulars because wow. it's a waste of time. It's not going to add to the show. So Red, kudos to you. Great hey. day for Red. Lucky you didn't. Thank you. Get this out on Justin's show earlier sure, tonight. Yeah, so great. that was the show stuff. Let's, uh, so good luck to Greg Poehler and Mike uh, for Thursday's show. Hopefully we'll get it this week. Um, hmm. Now, Minifan World stuff, a lot been happening. So you mentioned Shooting the Sugar, um, VD's awful new show that he'll probably do one episode of. Um, I heard I heard it was very low energy. I didn't get to take I mean, partake, can I, I just it say it energy. started with VD dancing and praying. Like what more do you want in a show? And then he's got the hide with his fucking long fucking hair, his scraggly face to criticise Chris and to say, I'm happy Chris is done because it was boring. You literally danced on camera for a minute and then prayed and you're criticising Chris Clemmer. It was just fucking awful, um, awful, awful, awful. <laughs> I, I heard it was uh, more low energy than usual, which was stunning to hear. I didn't realise that. I Sorry I missed it. Um, I hope maybe one day I can watch that if I ever need to fall asleep. No, don't, don't, don't watch no, it. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you're suffering massive insomnia, um, mm-hmm. the he, he, VD is obsessed with the Carl shooting story, how that's made up. The fact that, you know, on his big night after he got tugged off, um, someone pulled a gun on them. Uh, he's obsessed with Carl lying about that. And I mean, I mean, like you're shooting the shit about a night out. Like everyone has harebrained stories. It's not, something to really hang your hat on is it no anytime anybody's been out anywhere in any city getting hammered and it's past one o'clock in the morning or whatever it is you're gonna see some shit i mean i've i've i live in maine and i've seen some fucking guns being brought out and shot off in the streets like that that nothing good happens after midnight this is america as you know menners we have america everywhere Yeah, yeah you have a match shooting every day absolutely so that that's not an odd thing that and then the the rub and tug was a little odd that he went into it and then took a pass on it. That's like the first person ever who's done that. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, it's clearly you know you just know how Cullinane's brain wa- working. He started the story and then a third of the way into the story realized, oh fuck, I forgot my wife listens to this show. Yeah, I don't want to admit to just this. Just like yeah. you know, Jesus. Um, yeah. 
I, I, I'm curious how Holly, I think his wife's name is called, how Holly reacted to that story. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Her. And he I'm not have. sure you can get angry about something your husband's done before you were married and unless they right. were together and he shouldn't have been doing that. I don't know. Maybe that was the issue. Maybe he was in a relationship at the time and he shouldn't have been letting another girl tug him off. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Well, and so like that's that's his he too story, right? That's that's his story. That happens to all of us. We've all <laughs> we've all been molested in some form or fashion, Menders. I know it's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you in some way. You know, like it, that's happened. Well, to actually, Minifan Lauren last week asked us, "Do we have a he too story?" And because we didn't end up recording together, we never got to answer that. And I actually haven't had a he too story. I, I mentioned on the show, you know, some pedophile was a bit creepy to me. Uh, but what about you? Uh, so I do have one. Um, I can't recall the name of the club that it was because I was pretty inebriated when I went there. Um, it was in New Hampshire. It was just over the main border. It was in New Hampshire. It was a pretty shady club that I went into. This was back when I was in college. Um, now I rolled in there. Does, the, does this guy have a podcast called Rome now? Uh, no, he does not have a role. This was not a, okay, yeah, this was not a rest stop. I, I went into a club. This was a legitimate club. Uh, you know, music was bumping. It was uh, back in the 2000s, right? So Lil John and the East Side Boys, you know, to yep. the windows, to the walls, right? I remember that song being on. I walk in, you can feel the heat, you can feel the alcohol in the air. Dance floor is packed. I walk on the dance floor. This girl grabs me, Menners. And when I'm telling you, she grabs me, she grabs me by the shirt. She goes hand down my pants on the dance floor. Never met the woman in my life. Hand is down my Sounds pants. Like a great night. It was it was a hell of a night. This was at like ten thirty. Not a hate two story. This is a great story. <laughs> this was a fantasy terrible. story. Listen, she was a very nice lady. She looked great. She was hammered, but I was uncomfortable because everybody was watching me in the middle of the dance floor as this girl is tugging on me, and so I had to to the windows, to the walls, to the sweat drop, and I just turned around and ran. I got the hell out of there. So I. I too turned that down because she was hammered off of mm. her ass. She didn't know who I was. This would have been a very sketchy situation, but she had hand on me down there and it was, I was uncomfortable. So that's Fair my enough. story. It's, it's not a, yeah, it's not, no, it's a bit of a sage steel story there. It's not really that bad, is it? I mean, what are we talking about? Uh, Matters. Yeah. A pretty good. I was sexually assaulted. Your- yeah. Uh, so what it's like what fun for me. I mean, I would have loved that if if I go into a dance room and go head straight from fantastic. It's a win. It would have been fine if she wasn't so drunk, but she was she was hammered. I'm a very nice guy. I don't know her name. And so I've She's got, got my hand on my moral Johnson. dilemma. I've got this moral dilemma, and it's not so much for me, but there's these new sexual assault laws in New South Wales where I'm from, and basically, if a woman is so drunk, you there actually is no way of her giving consent. That's what the law says now. So, you know, you meet a girl, you're out. You know, I'm going to have to coach my son with this. You've got to, like, fucking make sure. That, like, because some girls can be hammered and you cannot know. Some people can be. And then they wake up and they're like, what did we just do? I'm calling the police. Listen, so, I saw the thousand-yard stare. I saw it. Oh, you saw she it, yeah. w- I saw it big time, and she was, like, locked on to me. And it was on, and people were staring at me, and I was made uncomfortable. Did you think about, like, saying to her, let's just go and fuck in the toilets? Was that ever in your... Nope, 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 nope. Wanted no part of that. Okay. Listen, 
I had some fun when I was in college, but that was not the kind of fun I was into. I was looking mm. for, I need something consensual. I don't, I'm not trying to end up in jail. That's not, yeah. that's not happening. Absolutely. It's, it's no, it's no fun if the girl's like completely hammered. No, you can't. And, and who, who am I going to like, I'm six, three, I'm bald. I, I am who I am. I'm not going to like be able to hide or everybody's going to blame me for something like mm. that's just how that goes. Yeah. Unlike me, who can get away with it. Um, BAP, Beyond Average Podcast, released another awful episode on the KMS Network. Uh, I found a really interesting take from Beyond Average Mick, former panellist on this show. He slammed, completely slammed Chris's attitude towards the Kirk Minahan show and not wanting to go in there after the Celtics. And he made some very valid points that fucking Chris's career is on the line here he's got this opportunity with kirk he's going into Barcelona idol massive massive opportunity and then he just blows it up a week before two weeks before idol because a fucking stupid friend of his is coming from in out of town like mix like that is an awful attitude and i agree i totally agree in that i am stunned that this happened that he wasn't able to come in and make it work and go through it now there's theories out there that he's been spending that week preparing and getting ready for idol, whatever that means. But to me, it's like your your first and foremost obligation is Kirk Minahan show forever. Mm. Like you, you have to show up. You have to be there. So whatever trip he had planned, I know it might have been a weekend plan. It, you got to change that weekend plan to be in there on a Monday or ask if you can be in there Monday night. Or, or something, or make it work for Tuesday. There's got to be a way to make it work. I'm stunned that he didn't make it work. I still can't figure it out. Um, I need him to at least be able to get that opportunity to explain that someday because it makes no sense. So I understand I understand the criticism. I just think there's probably a good story behind it. I trust I Clemmer so. in that. There's got to be something. Unless it's all a shtick, but Christian, who knows nothing, made a really good point that now Clemmer's going to go to – New York next week and be like, yeah, I used to be on the Kirk Minahan show. Like it's a big difference between being on it and used to be on it. Um, do you think that somebody like big cat who's in the know, do you think he's going to press on that and get, try to get the story from him? Cause I think that might, that might be something that they do to make him uncomfortable. Like, let's go, like give us the story. I can only imagine the messages Kirk has sent big cat in the last two weeks, trying to um, pull the rug from under Clemens feet. Oh, and there's you just look at the guys on the yak like there's no way I don't think Clemmer's going to want to be the butt of the joke when he's going to be surrounded by these other idiots. There's just no way. Yeah, I think I actually think commuter Laura is probably going to lose a bit of respect for him when she sees him wearing a nappy and um, sculling beers and all that kind of stuff. What's a nappy? Is that a is that a diaper? A diaper, a diaper. A nappy is I, I like God. I like the way that you guys say things. I like a nappy. Mm. And so the Beyond Average podcast was like an hour and twenty minutes this makes this week, so about an hour too long. And the first twenty is, minutes was is just Christian on there. He's and he he doesn't know anything about KMS world. He he pretends mm. oh I work in a noisy environment, so I have it on, but you know he misses a bullshit. He just doesn't listen to the show. So you know it's the, Mick talking about KMS Christian kind of doing Carabas and asking and reacting. So, um, yeah, I would skip I think, that I one. Yeah, I think Mick needs to change the scenery. He needs somebody. Yeah, he's, got some, he's got the soccer skills. Maybe he can go on false nine. You know, he needs yep. something. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, and last thing, um, 
Red's Rome segment. So just, you know, have you been listening to Rome? Uh, what have you got to say about Rome? Listen, the back back door, back backside is the best side. God damn, Carano. I mean, this guy is a complete psycho. I, it's not going to last. Nobody else is going to listen but me. I don't care. I could listen to that shit all day long. It's the musings of a complete psychopath. And I'm just taking notes and getting ready to report him to the police when a bunch of bodies turn up missing, mm-hmm. you know, at rest areas, you know, male truckers who end up missing. We're going to know who it is. So I- I'm going to continue to listen. I love it. It's an hour of complete psychopath. That's that's all that I want. Yeah, I got about 20, 30 minutes into the latest episode, and we were still talking about caravans at that point. So could you could you be – Manners, you do a cricket podcast. You're a man of of many desires, talents. Um, you, I feel like you're well rounded. Could you do an hour talking in that much detail about anything in your life, like outside no, of absolutely Kirkman? not, absolutely not by yourself? Like no, you you and I are, are riffing. We're we're working off of each other. Mm. You imagine sitting in a studio that you built in your RV. You know, but I, I once like had to cricket commentate like two and a half hours by myself and it was a slow game. So I ended up doing the classic and I learned this from Kirk. You just sort of argue with yourself. You just sort of play like mental gymnastics and that's what Carano was doing. Like, oh, should I buy this caravan or this caravan and going through it all? It was just insanity. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, I'm going to continue on if it's just good because I think Kirk's out. I think Kirk's out. Yeah, Kirk's out, and I and I don't think Kirk, I think Kirk. It's different, right? With Clemmer, it was totally different. With with Carano, you could tell Kirk likes Clemmer, and even probably now he still likes Clemmer because he's really not poking that bear. He fucking hates Carano. He's not doing it. He's not. Carano is a massive fucking leech. I mean, as uh, as we pointed out on a show a couple of weeks ago. All right, mm-hmm. it is now question time from the Minifandom listeners. Please. First one, this is from Pearl Cullinane. As an older widow he's, who is still very much sexually active, what is the appropriate cutoff wage, age-wise for younger men? I wouldn't mind giving you a taste when you come to the States, sweetie. So this is for me. Wow. I mean, go ahead. Pearl, Pearl I don't know um, if there's an appropriate cutoff age. I'm not one to, to judge. I think, um, you know. Any age is a good age. And, you know, I've always thought with older women they could take their false teeth out and would be great for giving head. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – next question. Clemmer's <laughs> Landscaper. Red would suck anyone's dick that is associated with the show. Him going on Justin's shitty wrap-up show was a sad moment for me in a fandom and really took away any credibility Red has. Get a new co-host or do the show solo. So that's not a question. That was just – <laughs> that wasn't no that wasn't a question at all i'd say one i mean what fucking credibility do i have number one uh number two i think i shit on steve robinson blind mike i even shit on dave cullinan sometimes clemmer kirk Menahan. i shit on everyone equally so i don't know what this landscaper is talking about but no i don't have any credibility at all and i just speak truth that's all that i do so there it is yeah, not getting a new co-host or not doing the show solo. We heard how that turned out last week. Ted Sarandis, 
which Minifans are you most looking forward to meeting on your trip? Again, for me, uh, which Minifans do you hope to avoid on your trip? So let's start with those two. So working backwards, at the moment, I don't have any Minifans I want to avoid, but I'm sure after meeting some, then I will be able to add to that list. That's my um, definite thought that like there'll be some that will never want to see again. Are you worried about some of the Minifans that you've maybe spoken ill of? Like, who who uh, have I ever said a nasty word to? You've been very nasty to Ned Snark in the past, and that guy is an absolute dreamboat, fantastic guy. He's a great guy. He loves me. Nothing's wrong could, there. We'll have a I hug mean, and a kiss. He could just throttle you. He's actually in in fantastic shape too. He mm. sounds wonderful. He smells great too. But anyway, I guess I do want to avoid sneakers. I want to avoid Blob and his guns at the Wilbur. Um, that's about it. The people I want to meet, I mean, the, the list is long, but obviously Lauren, B&B, Allison, my co-host Red, mm. yeah, all of them. I mean, I want to meet all the Minna fans, even, even Jay. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. So wow. I said it. I said it. Okay. I'm, not, I'm sure if I come again, there'll be Minna fans who I'll not, never want to see again. Mm-hmm. Any, any, sure. any, any Minna fans you think are going to particularly surprise me? Like, are there any Minifans you've met and gone, wow, they're really different in person? Um, the guys that I think you're really going to like are, number one, Gig and Tony, I think you're really going to enjoy. You won't find, mm-hmm. you know, two better salt-of-the-earth guys. Those guys you're going to really like. Now, I know you've shit on their show in the past. Does, does Tony's sense of humor work differently in person? Because it certainly doesn't work online. Uh, Tony's a very funny guy. He's, He's not very a funny guy. He's a nice guy, but he's not funny. He's a very funny guy. You'll you'll enjoy him in person. It's the the accent that really gets you. It brings it home. So I think the words when you're reading his jokes or reading it doesn't it doesn't come across on Twitter. So okay, I think those two you're going to actually really enjoy, and I think you're going to take that back when you meet Tony. Thank you. There you go. Um, uh, next question again from Ted Sarandis. Do you agree that Kirk is lying when he says he isn't watching the NBA Finals? Nope, I do not think he's lying. It's way past his bedtime, so I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's a lie at all. You're lucky to get into the second half for most people at 9 p.m. So yeah. Question for you from Killer Kowalski: Why does Red kiss Justin's ass? Oh, this was a great one. First off, I don't know if I've ever actually kissed Justin's ass. I've just called it as I see it. Justin is is content. He absolutely is. Secondly, if you go to Killer Kowalski's Twitter profile right now, it is of another man's arm. This is, I mean, Killer Kowalski would, and I like him. He's a great guy. He would pay $20 for at least five, 10 minute fans that I can name off the top of my head to finish on his face. There's nobody who swallows more loads for more boring drip minifans than Killer Kowalski. And he's a great guy. So I love that question. Thank you, Killer. Appreciate <laughs> it. Next question from Victor. How many new shows will VD have in 2022? Hopefully not many more. I, I don't know how he could. There's maybe a show where he could just fall asleep on air. That would be a good one. Uh you could do a Sunday morning prayer service. I think that would go well. He seems to love that shit. Yeah, sleepy time, sleepy yeah. time VD. Maybe I don't know something. I mean, uh, he, before he blocked me, he was sending me all these fucking Christian links, and I was just like, "Fuck off." Um, next question. 
Minifan Lauren. Will the artwork for Minifan then be replaced with pics from the Wilbur? A very good question, Lauren. Um, our artistic director is Warden of the North, so I'll take this up with him. Um, and, yeah, see what happens. Obviously, there'll be a lot of photos from my trip in the, the northeast, perhaps, and that will be a new logo if, if Warden of the North um, is happy with that. I think I'm hoping maybe the VIP picture that you get with Kirk will be on there too. That would be good. Yes. Um, it'll be a bit like me and Kirk on the Wilbur stage, yeah. arms in the air together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. Another question from Minifan Lauren. How are the intern auditions going? Will you still be doing shows while KMS is on break? Internal auditions have stalled, I've got to say. We haven't had a lot of applicants in the last couple of weeks. I I keep getting DMs from one in particular, uh, Killer Kowalski. Yeah, is... did make some content and chuck it through to me. And if it's good, you can have the job. But as usual, he's just all talk and no delivery, like his sex life. All show and no go? Come that's on, it. Killer. Come on. Like he, he DMs yeah, that, me. That's the process. So if anyone wants to apply – Make some content from this episode. Send me a clip or uh, some quotes, whatever you want. I can post them on the Minifandom Show account if I think they're good. And and it's not hard. Then you get the job. I mean, it's easier to get a job here than it is with Kirk. Come on, Killer. Let's go. Stop DMing me about it. Actually do it. Let's go. And then Lauren asked, will we still be doing shows while KMS is on break? So Red and I have discussed this because we're a team. And we'll do a show next week Mm -hmm. because there'll be this latest episode to react to with Greg and Mike, and then they'll, I'm sure there'll be Minifan World stuff. Then probably the week after we'll take off because that'll be the week before I um, hit the tarmac and jet off to the USA um, mm-hmm. and then land July 4th in America Let's in go. the US. God bless um, America. So if, if Kirk said he wants to do the show on July 4th, I'm not there because I don't land till the afternoon, but in spirit I would be. Um, there you go. But yeah, so the, the and then as I said earlier in the show, I've got my mobile. I'm in a fandom kit. I have my little microphone, so I can still do streamyard shows while I'm on the road with Red. But um, yeah, looking forward to doing shows with people in person, Lauren included. Me and her, two microphones, sure. a recorder. Yeah, yeah. be amazing. It. Close up. Close um, up. downstairs area. Oh what? Oh what? Nothing. No. Uh, also, if you get an intern, a cut of the 300 times Kirkman has asked Dave Cullinane anything else, only to be answered with nothing too exciting, would be great. <laughs> that was a great Dave. tweet. That was a great one. He's the best. Uh, Victor, well, this is a good question. You have to listen to one show on a 24-hour loop, so just one episode of the show. Do you choose Rome? Matt Carano, False Nine featuring Montante, or the new VD show? I mean, is there a fourth option of a bullet to the fucking head? Uh, there's not a lot of good options there. I'm going to go Rome all day because he's my kind of crazy. I'll listen to that. Uh, soccer have no no uh, desire for, and I don't think I can sleep for 24 hours, so i got to say no to VD. Yeah. Uh, D's and P's. I'd probably go False Nine. I mean, I like Dave and I like Montante. And You're a big buddy I've got a guy. Casu- I've got a casual interest in, in soccer, so I could probably stand 24 hours of that. But if you ever want to make someone commit suicide, give them this challenge, I think. <laughs> um, Andy Mayo, what is Red's official role on this show and what's mm. the power-sharing ratio? I mm. thought he was a bona fide co-host. 
but the way Menace tried to bench him for VD made me think Red is still sort of Menace's special guest. Hmm. How, how do you feel about this question, Red? Uh, Methinks I agree with the boy. I think uh, the way you treated me last week was unfair, unbecoming, and I feel like I'm a co-host, but you treat me lesser than. So I think I, I think that's right. a fair criticism, and I think you. I mean, you were really upset last week. They're like mm-hmm. there was a there was a there was a, a small window there where I think. If you'd seen me, you wanted to punch me. Um, I'm not saying you would have, but you would. I wouldn't to have punch punched you, but, but I you would wanted. have. I would have given you the dad voice. I would have yeah. talked down to you. I would have been wondering what the fuck is wrong with you because you yeah. went off. So that's right. Yeah. So uh, to answer uh, Andy Mayer's question, hmm. Red's official role is he's the official co-host. Power sharing ratio is fifty-one forty-nine in my favor. Okay. And uh, yes, he, he's not a special guest. Okay. Um, yep. Wow, I feel all warm and tingly as you're looking down, reading that from your notes. That makes me feel really good <laughs> that you did that. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> Script that, that bit. Uh, also, <laughs> where do we go when we die? That was Andy May. I'll leave that question for Visionless Dave. There we um, go. Francis Satria, looking back, do you regret anything about the tri-state running incident that landed you in hot water with the main show? Great question. And looking back, Francis, absolutely not. I was 100% able to criticise, I think his name is Cameron, because Mm -hmm. he did that awful interview with Eric and Nardini. He put himself out there. I don't care if he's a sponsor. If part of your sponsorship deal is asking to interview Erica on the KMS network, then you deserve everything you fucking get and uh, no regrets. I, I was with you then. I'm with you now. That was where Mayo and I had that disagreement. Uh, you did nothing wrong, Manners. You were mm. a man of the people. You were above board. Anybody deserves criticism, even if you're Sage Steel getting hit in the face, even if you're, as Kirk talked about today, uh, any time that you're somebody, whether you're uh, a stupid person asking a stupid question at a foreplay show, you get to get criticized. That's just how that is. That's the way it goes. Yep, agree. So no regrets. Next question, Rico Bosco fan. Four Menas, what will your day be like on the day you come into studio for your main show debut? Morning run, lunch with Kirk after, family dinner, movie night. I think all of those things. I think all of those things. I'm not I don't think Kirk and I'll do a morning run. I think he'll do his run. I'll do my morning walk separately and then we'll convene in the studio. What about a bank. bike? What about you get on a bike? You know, you're biking, he's doing his five miles, and you're just there coaching him along. That's a nice image. That'll be good. Come you may on a bike. Come on, Kirk. Keep up, man. Yeah, come, come on. on. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I like that. Yep. Yeah, I think that would work really well. We uh, obviously, obviously, I mean, no bullshit here. But if I have come effectively from Sydney to be in studio, then he, we should go out for lunch afterwards. I mean, it, it's not Montante coming from New Jersey. It's it's or Chris coming from New Hampshire. I've come from the other side of the world. So least we can do is go out to Halfway Cafe and have a, a soup and a salad type thing. That might not happen, but you know who would take you to lunch? Dave Cullinane would. Yeah, maybe it's just me, Dave, and Justin shooting the shit. That's fine. Uh- Dave Cullinan three, would. Three podcasters chatting. And Cullinan would pick up the check. He doesn't care about getting reimbursed either. He would pick up the check. Mm. That's a good guy right there. Yeah. Family dinner. I mean, of course I'm going to be at Kirk's house with 
you know, talking about Harry's Little League and all this stuff. I mean, of course. Of course. I mean, Kirk would not, not, love nothing more than to bring me into his family home, I'm sure. I would think so. The, the the one place I could see you stopping off before you go to, to the Minahan household would be uh, over to Craig's studio to do a show yeah. with Craig and the boys. I think that would be the perfect spot to go to. Exactly. So Hello, Mrs. Good. Minahan. Hello. That'd be you perfect. Know, it's gonna, you know, I'll be one of the family. Have you? It'd be like, what about Bob? Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, from- that's a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, I'll be Bill Murray. Kirk will be Richard Dreyfus. All right. Um Gearhead Mike, last question. Is your wife worried about how all the Minna ladies will be throwing themselves at you during the short King summer trip? <sighs> Very provocative question here from Gearhead Mike. And then Robinson's B&B replied with, don't start putting those ideas in his head. And I think clearly B&B doesn't want those ideas in her head. She's scared of her own feelings, which I can understand. People, people have feelings. You can't control them. Yeah, that sounded like that was more, you know, she was speaking that talking to herself. Just, yeah, talking like to herself. I, she was terrified of what that might what might happen. Yeah, like I'm going to keep my pants off, don't worry. Um, how do I contain myself, you yeah. know, around manners? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and as far as my wife goes, I mean, you know, I'm I'm 4 foot nothing, I'm short and fat, and I'm not sure she goes lies awake at night wondering about all the beautiful Weird girls about. throwing themselves yeah. at me. You know, right. I don't think there'll be any red moments for me on this trip where some girl just sticks a hand down my pants. No, um, I don't I don't that invited. might not happen, but you never know. Listen, you go to a you go to a club in New Hampshire, you know, it might happen. You never know. Hope Who so. Knows? It could be Karana. <laughs> yeah, that might be true yeah that could happen right, that was all the questions uh really quickly any anything you've been watching any movies any shows uh, no a little what a red parents watching segment no yeah thank you um i have still been locked in this is gonna be very boring but i'm still very locked in i was disappointed with obi-wan so um i did not i stopped watching obi-wan so i you don't stopped know yeah, I stopped. I got very disappointed in it. So I just stopped. Um, I saw the new Jurassic World. Um, How was, was it? Underwhelming. Okay, yeah, I've heard the underwhelming. same. The, uh, the action was great. The idea was great. The writing was shit. It was mm. awful. So it was disappointing. But I did get to see. You get the one moment I wanted was Chris Pratt and Blue, the dinosaur. So I got I got that. So that gave me the feels a little bit. So I got a little Okay. Bit. Great. Well, I haven't seen Dominion yet. I want to go and see. I'm going to see Buzz Lightyear's new movie this weekend with the kids. Excited. Kenobi, I've got to say, the last two episodes, it's improved. So if you, I, okay. I'd recommend going better. back. All right, I'll come back. It gets better. Um, you know, I would say, say the first three episodes were five out of ten or four out of ten. That's about as much as I can give them. These last two episodes are probably seven or eight out of ten. Okay. Like say the Mandalorian's pretty much ten out of ten. That's my scale. Yeah. Then, yeah. So I would recommend going to watch that. Uh, how do so, they? How do they? How yeah. do they not get this right though, Manners? I don't understand. Like it's a it's the perfect story. You've got the actor there. How do they get this? How do they fuck this up? I mean, bad writing's one thing. I think originally yeah. they wanted it to be a movie, and I think actually maybe been better of a movie because they sort of they've tried to drag it out. And the, Deborah Chow should never be allowed near another Star Wars product again. I mean, some of the directing in this is awful, um, but uh, the scripts are bad. Yeah, but the last two episodes, I've got to say, much more exciting, much more action, much more Star Wars stuff. Um, so, you know, if you sort of – if you don't think about the major holes in the, the show, you, you can enjoy them. Okay. 
And uh, what have I been watching? Also, I watched the movie Hustle. You'd like this because it's a basketball sports movie with Adam Sandler on Netflix. I have you did, watched it? I did see that. I really, actually, really love that. I really did. Um, I don't know perfect, what your thoughts were. Perfect telly movie. You know, not a big screen movie, but a great sport film. Uh, six or seven out of ten again. Like fun. You got to go in with those expectations, but yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Totally agree. I think I think these Sandler movies are they know exactly what they want to be. I love a movie that knows exactly what it wants to be, and that's what this was. It was perfect. I thought he was very good in the movie Sandler. Absolutely. And I didn't know the the the, the guy playing um, the basketballer, Bo Cruz, was actually he's actually a professional basketballer in the states. Yeah, they they did a great job incorporating some of the uh, the real players and giving them different names, and then including and and you know giving a nod to the history and bringing some old players into it was awesome. I just don't know how, mm. I don't know how Sandler grew up in New Hampshire and he's a Knicks fan. I think that's ridiculous, but that's for another day. Yeah, certainly don't. Yeah. Don't um, what with hustle, one thing, you know, always with a mate, we spot like random cricket stuff and in hustle, uh, Bo Cruz comes out of his apartment with a cricket bat to try and hit Sandler at one stage. And so I sent that to a friend, like we just spot where cricket stuff <laughs> pops up. And that was it. I also watched an old movie, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, have you seen that war movie? I have not, no. Directed I, I, by Mel Gibson on Netflix in Australia. I'm not sure where – oh, I've got two. It's probably on Netflix in America as well. But I had fallen asleep through the first hour a while ago and then I watched it on the weekend. And the second hour, there's some fucking mind-blowing um, action, World War II action. So Hacksaw okay. Ridge, go and watch it. Directed by Mel Gibson, shot in New South Wales. Okay, I'll definitely watch that then. And for the last recommendation, uh, Irma Vep, a new show on HBO Max. Very, very good. I think Kirk would like this show. We're an hour and 20 minutes into this episode, so there's no way he will get this recommendation. But Irma Vep, it's about a, an American actress that goes to shoot a show in Paris. Uh, two episodes are out now. The lead role is Alicia Vikander, I think. So she's, I don't know if you know, but she's fucking smoking hot. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah. Irma Vep, really, really interesting show. That's it. All right. I'm going to check that out. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, to, for listening to Minna Fandom Red. I'm glad thanks we sort of smoothed things over. You know, relationships awesome. are complicated. The communication uh, last week wasn't great on both sides. We, we both made mistakes. I'm glad we were able to come to terms on that. Mm. I feel like we're much better off. We're stronger. I hope. Nothing happens over the weekend or something doesn't happen. You turn on me again and then try to turn the fans against me when you ask a question online. I hope that doesn't happen. But, hey, listen, I've gotten over it. I've forgiven you. I wasn't trying to turn the fans against you. I okay. just wanted to get the – I really care about my audience. So I, know I just wanted do. to bring them into the into the fold, so to speak. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to get some sleep, everybody. Thanks for Thanks, listening. Buddy. Enjoy uh, Greg Poller and Mike. It it'll, cannot be any worse than the abomination of Riggs's appearance. I think the worst. Um, just, I mean, I, I honestly think that's the worst episode in show history. Like, I cannot think of a worse episode. I mean, a couple of those Steve Robinson ones where it was just Kirk and Steve, and they're like 45 minutes long. Those ones are still the worst, I think. But I agree, this one's right up there. Like I as mean, far as a three, you know, you get another voice in there. I've never known a guest to be this bad. Yeah, like we're talking bottom one percent, then. Yeah, for sure. And, right, it, so, and the show was on a credible run, and now it's it rigged yeah, so, so. Actually, a good um, 
exercise for the Minna Fandom listeners. Send in any, like on Twitter, just tweet the show, any episodes you think that are worse than this episode. I'd love to hear your opinions. And we're ruling out the Cullen episode because I don't want to rehash that again. That was a low moment for my relationship with Kirk. I think that's where things started to go bad. I think I think as we approach, as you're getting closer to coming here, I think putting that out there for the fans to find the worst KMS shows, I think is a perfect way to do it. That's Absolutely. Great, so tweet yeah. me the worst, and, <laughs> and the interview shows are not counted because, yeah, that, that, that's a personal taste thing. All righty, um, Red, take care. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Love you. Love you too.